Rolling Mountain Radio, episode 49. Welcome to Roan Mountain Radio. I'm Ken Turner. This is a podcast about Roan Mountain, the jewel of the Southern Appalachian Mountains, always located on the border of North Carolina and Tennessee. It is only a very short four weeks until the Friends of Roan Mountain will have their first Naturalist Rally of 2015. The Winter Naturalist Rally will be Saturday, February the 14th, at the Roan Mountain State Park Conference Center. The rally director, David Hall, will join us for a preview of what you can expect at the rally. This is great. I am talking with the Winter Naturalist Rally director, David Hall, and he's one of our very active friends of Roan Mountain, and he's going to bring us up to date on a preview of the February 14th Winter Naturalist Rally. Hello, David. Hey, hey, how are you? I'm great. How are things on the mountain? It's nice. A little rainy today, but, uh, you know, some days sunny and some days snowy, and that's how it goes in (laughs) in January. Yeah. But uh, we've got a a good program coming up for Valentine's Day. I think that'd be a, a great way to... To have fun on Valentine's is to come to our naturalist rally. Yeah. We've got Roan Mountain State Park manager Jacob Young, who has really transformed Roan Mountain State Park into a real wonderland of native grasses and native wildflowers. Yeah. Uh, it's really pretty. I just happened to do a little research and their visit numbers shot up last season to 775,000 or so. Wow. That's, that's a, incredible. Yeah. That's a lot of people. But uh, it's really, really pretty. I know uh, just a few years ago, you'd drive through part of the park and you'd see big tractor lawnmowers out there just mowing areas and and now those areas are all native wild grasses and, and wildflowers. And yeah. instead of the the mower tractors last year, well, you had just hundreds of people with cameras. They couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, so they were taking now What were they doing with the cameras? Taking the flower pictures? Taking the pictures of the grasses and flowers. Okay. Uh, just acres and acres of them. And well, now you know it took a a year or two to get that going. I had people ask me what what in the world is going on over there. It did. It it took a year or so, but uh, it's it really paid off. And yeah. it's one thing that you know people might take to heart, and instead of going out with that lawnmower and cutting all the grass every you know couple of weeks. Well, why don't you plant it with native grasses and and wildflowers and have the birds come in and and all the wildlife and just change your whole house surroundings to something really beautiful oh i'm I'm all for anything that'll help not having to mow yeah <laughs> yeah, mowing grasses yeah. well, that's actually you know when I moved down here and 2005, that was one of the first things I did. I figured, well, 
I don't need all this lawn. In fact, I don't want to cut it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So I got rid of the lawn and uh, and did the same thing. So you've planted. started a revolution there, David. Well, I don't know, but uh, it sure is pretty. And oh, the the rabbits and the birds and the you name it, they're they're all in there. Um. Every season, and it's really a butterflies. It's really a, a delight just to to walk outside and, and have all that going on. Well, it does sound nice. Now, Jacob is uh, going to be one of our speakers at the Winter Rally. Yeah. Uh, so that Saturday morning, and what what is his topic again? His topic will be well. A park's beauty, really. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, that he's going to talk about how all that came about. And he's also going to talk about um, invasive plants. Um, they do have those down in the park and in the upper areas on their trails. And yeah. instead of having garlic mustard and... Japanese knotweed and all that, um, they don't have it anymore. And how you go about dealing with that, because it's all around. So this, fact, is, this is part oh, of Jacob's uh, the Native Grasses and, and Flowers program? Yeah. Um, and not only that, but just aside from that particular program, just getting rid of uh, along their area of the Doe River, which used to be infested with Japanese knotweed. It likes it wet. And uh, in fact, just locally, you can oh, go over on some of these other um, side roads here on the way to Elizabethan, and, and that's all you see is Japanese knotweed along, <laughs> along the streams. And hard to get rid of but he's done it and he'll talk about that um oh good you, yeah because i know the, the garlic mustard is a particular sort of bad guy um that'll come in along the sides of roads typically from actually the the road people putting in new gravel siding for these roads, gravel right. sides. And a lot of these gravel areas, those seeds come in with the gravel. And anyway, he knows mm. how to get rid of it. And it's a constant battle, but uh, uh, it's I think he's pretty well tackled it for good. Because a I'm lot of that stuff, that. yeah. That that should be a, a lot of fun. Yeah. And then we have uh, Marquette Crockett. She's a wildlife biologist, and she's Highlands of the Rhone Stewardship Director. She's with Southern Appalachian Highlands Conservancy, and she'll be talking about what's coming up for the Balds and the Highlands for 2015 season. And also talking about habitat management. I know uh, off and on there are always some people who say, well, 
is there a chance that we could have elk come up there again? Oh, wow. And, well, who knows? Um, but she'll discuss a lot of that. And also uh, she'll talk about, oh, the ongoing efforts to to mitigate the impacts of uh, the increasing number of visitors. I, I know you know if you've come up to um, – Carver's Gap during the season. I mean, it's it's hard to even find a place to park <laughs> your car. It's it's beautiful up there on the balls, and people love it. And it's a real draw these days. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, it just seems like more and more people come up, um, which is great. But what happens to areas up there. Um, there's a lot of very rare plants there. Uh, and then there are some people who oh, go up for a couple of days and and they decide, well, we'll just go off the trail a little bit and uh, build us a campfire and, um, and camp out. And that's fine. And, you know, more power to them. I'm, Enjoy the beauty for as long as you can, but on the other hand, sometimes that that can have some detrimental effects. And, right. And so she'll discuss that, but um, it should be pretty nice to hear what what's going to happen up there for the next season. For for this season now, <laughs> right? That'll be 2015. Well, that's great. Now, she is the new stewardship director, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, the, you're like you're saying, this uh, two-edged sword there, the, the larger uh, crowd enjoying the beauty up there, and then the impact of the larger crowd sometimes detracts from the beauty. So I think we're really down to the, the educational opportunities uh, yeah, the more people we have, the more we need to educate them. Yeah. Signage, of course, is, is big. Um, but yet you don't want too much of that because that sort of takes away from the kind of pristine nature that you want. Um, so there's all sorts of gives and, and takes <laughs> yep. uh, there. But, uh, but that'll be fun to... Fun to hear her talk. Um, yeah, of I, course. Being with the the Appalachian Highlands Conservancy, she'll also mention some of the recent areas that have been protected in the viewshed there from those trails across the Balds. That's right. They added some land here. What, they the sure land did. In the wall, didn't they? Yep. Yeah, and that's just great because. You know, I I don't know about the housing market and and how that's going to play out over the next few years, but um, a lot of those areas, um, you'd hate to see them, you know, fill up with vacation housing and roads and so forth. Yeah. Uh, you'd certainly like to keep this as beautiful as, as we can. And I'm sure as the years go on, uh, the housing market 
no doubt will turn around and you'll have people that want to come up and cool off for the summertime. Absolutely. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, but well, that'll, that'll be good to hear, Marquette. I'd like to hear yeah. what, uh, what plans they have uh, discussed about that. Yeah. And during lunch, by the way, we're going to have Brian Stevens from the Tennessee Ornithological Society. It's always a tough one for me to pronounce. <laughs> you did uh, a good job with that. Yeah, yeah ornithological. Okay. Several syllables there. But he's uh, with the Herndon chapter of that, and he probably has the the most beautiful photographs of birds I've ever seen. Oh, good. Uh, local birds. So he'll be showing that um, during lunch, and that ought to be fun to see. Good. I like uh, Brian. I think that's – you're right. He does show – and not – as far as I can understand, he doesn't have the high-tech equipment. These are just backyard – Yeah, these are just shots, and they are absolutely beautiful. Yeah, um, I think that's with, impressive. Without a doubt, they're they're really something. And once again, um, a little less lawn and more native grasses and wildflowers, and you can have some more birds right at home. <laughs> Instead of mowing the grass, I'm all for Instead that. of mowing the <laughs> dumb grass. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, and we've got a lot of good hikes uh, lined up. Yeah, tell me uh, about some of those. Well, Marty Silver, who's just about a Warrior State Park legend, yep. he's up there at Warrior State Park, and he's going to uh, lead a tracking hike down near the Doe River, which is great for kids. Um, they'll 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 love that. He's very oh, entertaining. And, yeah. And speaking of kids. Um, our summertime extreme Roan adventures, right? Uh, they're going to have a table set up for owl pellet dissections. Oh, fantastic! Kids, yeah, which the kids always love. Now, yeah. what what is what? Uh, I'll get up with Larry about that. That sounds exciting. I know a lot of the kids enjoy that. Oh yeah, that's that's for sure. Um, Good. What did that owl eat? <laughs> it's funny with those. They don't actually, um, well, they sort of eat them, eat little critters, but right. um, they don't go through their digestive tract. They just show up as these sort of furry covered pellets and um it's really surprising what you can find, and the, the kids just love that. Um, they love to look at that. That'll be good. And Frosty Levy from ETSU, he's professor of biology there. He's going to lead a hike on winter tree IDs. You know, in the wintertime, you don't have any leaves, and you say, well, gee, you know, is, is this an oak or a maple? And he'll show you exactly how you can tell typically by the bud on the at the end of the leafless twig and you can almost tell right away whether it's a an oak or a maple or a, or a whatever but 
he'll need a hike on that, and that'll be sort of very close to the conference center there. Good. And that should be fun. And then Jerry Greer, our local super acclaimed photographer. Boy, speak about high-tech photography. Yeah. <laughs> He's the one. Um, from drones on down. <laughs> oh, that's uh, right. Wow. Yeah, he he does a lot of that. He's a real bike enthusiast now. I suppose if we prod him a little bit, he'll tell us if we uh, are interested in mountain biking, uh, what we ought to have. But mainly, okay. he's he's going to lead a hike on photography. Now, and where do you know? Have you has he picked out a place yet where he's going to lead the hike? Well, if it's snowing. Um, or if there's a lot of snow on the ground, uh, we'll probably go down to the Doe River and in that area near the park. Okay. Concentrate down there. If not, he usually likes to go up to the Balds. But uh, we'll just see. That's sort of a weather-dependent uh, hike there as yeah. to where, where we go. Okay. But he'll he can really give you a lot of hints on the camera to use and and lighting and and all the rest of it. He's the real expert there. Good. And and if you want something to read on a on a snowy day, you ought to pick up one of his books. He's got about five or six out. He are, does. Yeah. Yeah, which are all centered around the Southern Appalachians and particularly the area closest to us. Yeah. And they're they're really fun to read. And then we've got Jamie Donaldson, our resident goat man. <laughs> <laughs> he uh he runs the Batani Goat Project, you know, where the goats go. Batani Goat Project. Batani Goat Project. <laughs> And where yeah. the goats go up during the season and um, and munch on the Canada blackberries. He's going to lead a hike up on the balds, show us some of the uh, green alder plants up there. There are grassy balds, and, and now there are certain areas uh, up on the highlands that are being referred to as alder balds, green alder, which typically is something you'd find up near Canada, but it's down here. Like a, a lot of other plants, they call disjuncts. But they're up here, Roan Highlands, and, and then they just sort of disappear until you go way up north. But they're they're really unique. So that, that ought to be fun. And certainly uh, we'll have to dress warm for that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if, the, if it's Heavy, heavy snow and and ice on the roads going up to the uh, Carver's Gap. Well, of course we'll we'll have to do something else there. And it is uh, no shame to turn around <laughs> halfway up the mountain. No, there certainly isn't. That's yeah. for sure. But it should be a really fun day. And of course, Elizabethton's City Market will be catering sandwiches, just all kinds of good stuff uh, for everyone's taste. Platters they're, they're of cookies. Catering. 
Yeah, they're catering to lunch then. Yeah. Okay, good. Yep. Okay. And let's see, you've got the flyers going out in the mail, and we'll have this uh, links back to you. We'll put your phone number uh, for registration, and if they don't have a flyer. Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay, we'll have your phone number, David, on the website and go out with this email. So, yeah, hopefully you'll get some, a bunch of phone calls with people wanting to make reservations for lunch and, and show up to the Winter Naturalist Rally. Yeah, and if they're coming through the the park, well, they can pick up these folders uh, at the visitor center and and also uh, up at the conference center offices if they'd like. That's yeah. right. Between now and February the fourteenth, mm-hmm. can't they? Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. Or they can go to the you know the Road Mountain website and. Yeah. Reservation forms will be there, and and also a description of of what's going to go on. Okay, yeah, I'll put a link to the Friends of Roan Mountain site and the uh, Winter Rally brochure. Also, Gary usually has that available for download. So, we'll, mm-hmm. yep, that'll be a piece of cake then. Yeah, <laughs> it'll really be a a fun time and yeah. a great way to spend Valentine's, without a doubt. Good idea, David. Well, I thank you for all your hard work in getting this uh, outdoor adventure lined up for us. Well, thank you for calling and give me the chance to blab about it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure, but, David. I, I appreciate it and look forward to seeing you on February the 14th. All right. Well, I'll see you then. A big thank you to David for sharing his time with us and information about what we can look forward to on the winter naturalist rally that's february the 14th now it starts at nine o'clock in the conference center of the roan mountain state park so we'll meet you there by the big fireplace at nine o'clock come a little bit early to share some coffee and hot chocolate the programs are inside programs starting at 9 and go until lunchtime at 12. And then Brian Stevens, as David said, will have a slideshow during lunch. Then the hikes will start out after lunch, uh, weather permitting for destinations all over the mountain. So check this out. The links for the Friends of Roan Mountain will be on the uh, this web page or the email for Roan Mountain Radio, episode 49. Or you can just go to Friends of Roan Mountain, and abbreviate mountain as MTN, dot O-R-G. We'll also have the links for the directly to the Winter Rally brochure and schedule that you can print out yourself to uh, put on your refrigerator to remind you how quickly four weeks can get away from you. Also, there's a link to the registration page, so be sure to register. And that is so you can be, if you want to get uh, one of the lunches catered by the city market in Elizabethan, print out the reservation and get that back in to David in time. And I think the deadline is the Tuesday before the 14th. The Roan Mountain State Park cabins are available. They have their winter rates in effect now. So this would be, if you've never stayed there, this would be a great time to experience uh, winter in the cabin on Roan Mountain. Firewood is furnished by the park. So there's a great weekend planned for you, a Valentine's Day on Roan Mountain 
rent a cabin for a honeymoon getaway and come to the Winter Naturalist Rally, February the 14th. That's it for this edition of Roan Mountain Radio. I'm Ken Turner. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the mountain.